Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey! <laughs> so this is April. This is Caroline. And We're this is your even... bloody happy hour. Listen, y'all, there's so many things we can't wait to tell you about all of them. I just learned a new term. We're not going to tell them what it is. If they want to Google it, go look up the term fleshlight <laughs> and blumpkin. I learned it's basically vocab. There's I learned a new vocabulary term. We learned um, edging on on a former on like two weeks ago. I feel like I must be the porn star. You must be the porn because star because I'm teaching you all these <laughs> the new verbiage. D- yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how are y'all? How are y'all? We love that you're here. We Happy love, Turn Up Tuesday. We love to s- to he- that you can hear our voices. <laughs> Can't even get it out. <laughs> um, we Y'all, actually just um, this week has been nuts, and this week we also did the Dirty Chad teaser. Hello, <gasps> hello, 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 hello. Slash the only part you're gonna get is it out oh, right now? No, oh, it's not out. We just recorded it. We just actually just typed it up oh <laughs> we haven't recorded it but Wait, who's we're dirty so chat close. for anybody who's new yeah dirty do you chat? need to touch my screen who is that yeah because you would read it i'm not gonna read my email <laughs> um dirty chad is um my ex-husband yeah yeah and there's a lot of uh Okay, for those who are new, Dirty Chad is my ex-husband, and there was a very um, tumultuous, 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 one of those. One of those. Relationship having to do with a lot of things involving um, stealing and lying and not cheating that I know of, Um, deception, um, gaslighting, narcissism, Uh, all 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 the trigger words. It, it it was it was that and basically uh, the show Dirty John was very similar to this, so we decided to call him Dirty Chad, and we're making a series out of it because it is that interesting. And as I'm telling April these stories, she's even shocked. Yes, I thought I knew the, most of them. Yeah, she, yeah. There there's so many things I think that nobody knows. Yeah. So. But she does have a journal. I got a journal and I have a lot of receipts. 
<laughs> and I keep finding more receipts. <laughs> so the revelations are, uh, I think it's just making her more excited because yeah. she's like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe even that like even happened. Producer Mike was like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Everybody's mouth watering. So we had we to pour just, some deep Eddie vodka to kind of <sighs> get through it a little bit. Y'all, it's been a week, but before we get into it, let's tell you a little bit about, uh, what, Four Sigmatic. Yeah. But Four Sigmatic, it's, let me tell you, it's just a sciencey way of saying really good for you. Really, really good for you. Really good for you. And it's not just your regular cup of coffee. Mm-mm. You choose to drink the coffee. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's enhances focus. It boosts your mood. And it supports your immune system, which right now, everybody's really, really sick. Clearly. So, this is basically vitamin C coffee, in addition to mushroom coffee. Uh, Who doesn't love mushrooms and coffee? Not the Austin Harif, not the college cannibal mushrooms. No. But chaga and lion's mane. Was it lion's mane? I don't know. I just, I just love the cacao. You can, and if you don't like coffee, you can have things like protein powder, powder, it's plant protein powder, or something to just mix in anything that you want to drink so that you can get those benefits but not have to drink the coffee. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I had to put a little bit of vanilla in there. So if you usually drink black coffee, I have to be honest, I can take black coffee. It has a different taste. So I had to put a little bit of vanilla in there, and then you couldn't tell the difference. And I still got all those great benefits. So where do they go, Caroline? Oh, that would be go.forsigmatic.com slash happy hour. Yep, and that code will give you 30% off. So order some for yourself or your friends, and you can have the best focus Of ever. your life. Okay. We got some news for you. But first, do we have any, I mean, it's just that time. We know that probably every quickie is going to have some updates, either from former cases or right now, Idaho, because it is taking over our life. Caroline couldn't even get her story ready because. Couldn't do it. Um, taking over. The latest, which would just happen today, the day that we are recording this, it was um, Brian Koberger's status hearing. The status hearing was, we didn't know if it was going to be a preliminary hearing, which is going to have witnesses, but this was just basically scheduling the next hearing. So it was about a 30-second hearing. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Um, He, there was like a full courtroom. He's held, currently still held without bail, and he waived his right to a speedy trial. Mm -hmm. So he will have a preliminary hearing on June 26th, um, and it's going to be about four to five days. Okay. And I believe it's at 11, 30, 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. our time. So 11 a.m. our time. So What is this hearing? Well, let me tell you a little bit. In This is what um, my worlds are colliding in this trial because, okay, we have Nancy Grace is down there. Yes. Brian Inton is down there. Yeah. And... House and Habit is down there. If you don't know who House and Habit is, that's Jessica Reed Krause. She's the one who, like, covered the Johnny Depp trial. She covers Weinstein. She covers Epstein. She is usually doing these high-profile, like, not necessarily murder cases. The whole point is my worlds are colliding 
because I have all these, all my favorite people are all at the same place at the same time. You want to know how hard it was for me not to buy a plane ticket to Idaho? I was like, no, Nancy's living the life right now. Listen, listen, I will go to the trial. Okay. Mark her words. Mark the words. I will go to that trial. I, I don't care if it's one day and I have to wait in line for 15 hours. I'm going to go sit in that same room with Brian and to Nancy Grace and House and Habit. I don't care about it. I just <laughs> want to go and see them. And then you probably have to get there so early. But you know what? I've already decided. I'm going to go. And but back to the so if you want to help her pay for a plane a plane ticket you can we can we can Venmo because I did see somebody else I did see somebody else another person I follow on Instagram and they said that tickets were four fifty away so that's four fifty there four fifty back y'all gonna need to support me if y'all want me to I will cover it huh. I'm my pants are wet what's crazy <laughs> is like I was watching Nancy and like she's everywhere. That's like what I do when I go and travel. Like when I go and travel and I'm yeah. doing my crime scene, I'll go to all the places that I know that's in the story. And she's just doing it, looking good. And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. two southern sommeliers and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show and let's have some fun. So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) Frozen, 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 Heroes. 
gonna tell you about Frozen. Frozen heroes gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about So it's it's good, but but I really want to go. And one other thing is how he looked in court. Um, somebody uh, House and Habit said that in person he looked extremely pale, lanky, and tall, with broad shoulders, sharp features. He answered yes, and no questions asked by the judge. His voice was flat and deep, almost robotic in response. And it was noticed that he had a couple of cuts on his face. He had one like on his. Um, kind of jawline and one kind of close to his chin mm-hmm. and that was like a huge thing like what's going on? what's going on with his face going on his face turns out bitch don't know how to shave oh so i posted on our instagram maybe he needs some manscaped <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love I it i did i did so that's the latest we're we're just kind of Waiting until June? Oh, that's oh my nice. gosh. I know. So I think they're just, you know, going to put their case together. And I I mean, it's going to be a five-day, I guess, that just d- will determine if it goes to trial and all this, all that all that good stuff. I, I mean, did hear today, like, somebody pointed out that his quote was, I, I can't wait or I'll be glad when I get exonerated from this. Not oh, I'm that's innocent. what he no, that's what he said at his extradition yes. hearing before. So there was a big interview. Brian Inton interviewed that attorney, his his um his attorney, his uh, public defender who is in Pennsylvania. Now that guy's not under a gag order. Everybody in Idaho's under a gag order. All the <laughs> cops, all the attorneys, everybody. This guy isn't. So he was able to do an interview, and he did this whole interview, and I posted on our page. I'll post it. Um, but he, he gave a lot of good info. I mean, it wasn't like, but it, it was, that was something that the public defender went to Brian and said, Hey, I think, I think you need to give a statement. What do you want your statement to be? So otherwise it wasn't Brian's idea to give the statement, but the statement was from Brian saying that he did want to be exonerated or he planned on being exonerated. Yes. Exactly what you said. Um, and so then if, they were just talking about his choice of words. It's not mm. I'm innocent or I'm not guilty. It was exonerated. So that's like when you really feel like 
when it does go to court, but they really can't prove that you did it. So it's, he's not saying he didn't do it. it to me, I just feel like he's, it seems like he's a lot smarter than like what his crime is reporting that he is. Okay, so listen to this then too. it's like, did he, is he, did he want it to go down like this? Um, and then is he looking forward to his day in courts? That is just where my mind went and obviously some other people. Okay, so then on the flight, apparently he had said to one of the officers, um, there wasn't much conversation. They couldn't ask him anything because he had given up his right to his attorneys. Um, and he said he feels it. It's 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 very he's it's sad about what happened to those people. That's what I said to those people. Yeah, something like something to the effect of mm-hmm. what I just said. Then, so that was that was something that has been talked about, and then. Um, I did hear one, another little um, theory as about the DoorDash okay. delivery. So apparently, uh, according to Lacey and I, there's no jack-in-the-box in Moscow. What? And if, I know, so the picture that we saw of jack-in-the-box with the sticker that said Xana, mm-hmm. I, I said... Well, that could have been a picture from a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Let's assume it wasn't. Let's assume it was a picture from the night of, and that was, there's no Jack in the Box in Moscow. The theory is he ordered, is Brian ordered it to get delivered to the house. And so then he could, like, it could be delivered while he was getting ready to go in Uh. and be like a diversion and maybe he ordered it from Pullman, Washington, because yeah. that's where he's from. And there is one there. Mm-hmm. And. But that's acting like DoorDash wouldn't go to Pullman and deliver. Like, no, it would be like he ordered it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there's not one in. Yeah, but it's a 10 minute drive. So that's like saying there's not a Chick-fil-A in Mead, but you can DoorDash Chick-fil-A to Mead. Well, I know, but it was just <laughs> a little suspicious. <laughs> there was a whole there's a whole theory about it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. Um Okay, yeah. Okay. So here's the stories I got for this week. Um I had to divert my attention to Anna Walsh. She is the missing white woman. Uh, right now, my it's all over our Instagram. It is. I'm sure you know a bunch about it, so you can help me with yep, this. I sure will. So she is a Massachusetts mom <laughs> of three, Anna Walsh, and she vanished from her home uh, near Boston mm-hmm. on a New Year's Day. So she was last seen by her husband when he claimed she left for the airport at 6 a.m. that morning. Okay, so he told police that Anna woke him up early on January 1, saying that she had a work emergency and needed to fly to D.C. 
So she got up, she got ready, she kissed him goodbye. She told him go back to sleep. And she said that he that he said that she then ordered a ride share to take her to the Boston Logan International Airport, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no record of her being picked up by a ride share mm-hmm. or boarding a flight, according to the Popo. Yeah. Brian said that the next day he got a babysitter for his kids. They have three kids. And he went to go visit his mom, who's about 60 minutes away. Um, but for some reason, it took him 90 minutes to get there. Oh, he got lost. Yeah, I guess he got lost. Maybe he never goes sees his mom. Mm-mm. Um. And when he got there, he ran a couple errands for his mom because he's a nice, good son like that. Oh, yeah. He went to CVS and I think Whole Foods for his mom. Oh, yeah. And then he came back into town and he got back home at their family home around 8 p.m. that night. The next day, he took his kids to go get like a chocolate milkshake and he needed to go to Home Depot. So he made a trip to Home Depot about 4 p.m. that afternoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's telling the police all of this. Yeah. Now, he didn't report his wife missing until January 4th. He last saw her. January 1, he didn't report her until January 4th. So police don't find out until days later. So is there a red flag right there? Uh, uh, It's a pretty small one, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little hint. It's a little late. A little hint. Yeah. So police start investigate, and they find out that her phone was actually pinging around the family home after June, after January one, oh, so for the yeah. next two days, it her was phone still, was still there. Wow! So that's would she have went out of town and got on a plane without her phone? Mm, it's unlikely. Unless you're planning a murder like Brian Koberger and you left your phone at home, that mm. would be the only reason to leave your phone right at home. Yeah. Um, they find out that he is actually on probation. Oh, and he's wearing an ankle. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he went to Home Depot, it triggered his, triggered his stay-at-home order. So he wasn't supposed to even Mm-mm. like be there. Um, and then on January 6th, their former home just randomly caught on fire. Oh. So <laughs> and it, it was just weird. What and are the odds? Right now, they're not sure if that's related at all. I think they've ruled it like I unrelated. Did. It was just real random that... This lady's missing. She's been missing for f- five days now. And then your home that you had just recently burned, got caught on fire. Hmm. Interesting. So, <clears throat> police start combing through video footage and they're trying to corroborate his story. Mm-hmm. All right. So, part of his story was he ran errands for his mom at CVS and Whole Foods, but. They pulled camera footage for CVS and Home Foods. He was nowhere on the camera. Oh, so shocking! That part of the story can't be corroborated. Hmm. Very hard word. Yeah, it is. Um, they also pulled video from Home Depot where he went, and they noticed that when he was there, he had on a black surgical mask, hmm. black surgical or sorry, blue surgical bl- gloves, and he had paid cash for. $450 worth of cleaning supplies. Is he a surgeon or was he? He's not a surgeon. He's not a hmm. janitor. 
Hmm. I, mean, I wonder he what he's a little bit of fabulous. Wonder what though. he would need those items for. And he was so desperate to go there that he broke his house arrest orders. Wow. Uh, you have to be real desperate to go, I believe. Do you we, have to really Do we know clean. why he was on house arrest? Yes. I'm going to get there. Oh, okay. Because I need... They yeah. also find internet searches of, quote-unquote, oh. how to dispose of a 115-pound woman body. Hmm. That's a little... And they found blood in his basement. And hmm. they found, a, like, a damaged knife... With blood on it. So, what he are you was thinking? a hunter. I think he was a hunter. Uh, he killed his 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 game yeah. in the basement. Yeah, and just okay. Yeah. I so mean, he was a hunter. The he there's blood. I what's mean, the it's nothing new. It's why normal. is this even one of our stories? I have no idea. Skip. So on January eighth, Brian Wash was charged with intentionally misleading the police in the investigation of his wife's disappearance hmm. with a $500,000 bond. And there's no 10% on this one. It's you have to pay the whole thing. The whole thing. And when he was being arrested, he had the biggest cheesiest grin. Listen, on his I can't face. even talk about how dusty this guy looks. He's like a He's greaser. He's dusty and dirty and she is so cute and hot. She is beautiful. Apparently, I females are so much more attractive than males. <laughs> All these guys. Are you crossing over? I might be. Cro- I might have. <laughs> I might be crossing over because these guys are so. Gr- okay. I She's know. Super cute, and he's just gross. It's definitely a mismatch. Who is even attracted to that guy? I can't. So, um. They're searching for Anna or her body, and canines find um, a bag with a hacksaw, a hatchet, a rug at a local trash facility in Peabody, which is about an hour from their home. Mm-hmm. I have to guess it has to be on the way to where his mom may live, and that's why that's that why got lost. drive took him wow. 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes. Um, they also towed dam- dumpsters from his mom's apartment complex, and they're searching through these dumpsters to see if they can find anything related to Anna or her disappearance. Mm. So just a little bit. They met in 2015. They have three sons. They've been married ever since then. According to friends, she was excited about the new year. She kept saying something big was coming, going to happen like after the new year. But they were also selling off a bunch of their assets. Like they sold a car, got cash for it. They sold an apartment that they had rented out for the last couple years and got cash for it. So these friends are like coming forward and just talking about like things that they've done in the last couple days or weeks. It also turns out, as they're investigating Brian, that he had been a long-term patient at a psychiatric hospital. And he was diagnosed as a sociopath, I heard. Yes, that's a familiar term. That's interesting. Surprised I didn't end up in his landfill. (laughs) (laughs) And he was estranged from his father, who he swindled out of $1 million. Oh, my gosh. Chad did, but not out of that much money. Yeah. Okay. Dirty Chad is a part of every story. Every I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so his dad left him out of his will. And so there's been like this battle going back and forth with Brian and his dad and this will. Cause I think dad has like million, some million dollar real estate and assets and money and all this stuff. So Brian was trying to get that money. Oh my God. So in October of 2018, he was indicted for fraud. So they're digging into Brian, right? Mm-hmm. He was indicted for broad fraud because he sold two fake Andy art Warhol. pieces by Andy Warhol. Who is that? He, <laughs> you should have looked it up. So he, I know that he he pled guilty to charges related to an attempt to scam a Los Angeles buyer using fake Andy Warhol paintings, and. He acquired the real paintings from a friend in South Korea and told the friend that he could sell them for a good price. The friend agreed, but was not able to contact him right afterwards. (laughs) So he stole the paintings and then tried to sell some fake ones? And then the person in L.A. found the paintings listed on eBay in 2016 Mm, and agreed to buy them for $80,000. And once the paintings were transferred, the the buyer examined them and found um, multiple indications the paintings were not authentic. And he's awaiting sentencing. Yes. That's why he has an ankle monitor. Yes, that's why he was on house arrest. That's why he had an ankle monitor. Now, <laughs> since he has been sentenced, he's been on house arrest, he has written a letter to the judge letting the judge know how great of a person he is now and how she, he's a changed she, and an honest no, person. She and wrote so it. She, oh, there's they two. both wrote it? There was two. Oh, my god! And then why? Because he forced her to. Yes. Wrote this letter thanking the judge and singing his praises for letting her husband be at home because she is getting, he is helping their family through a a hard time right now. I can't. Sketch AF. Uh, Clearly. Their kids are in CPS custody. He has a court date on February 9th. And their friends are currently like begging for. I'm calling it CPS. It's called something there to try to get their kids because Anna would not, would be totally upset if her kids, if she knew there it's like in a foster care type system right now. They're just with in a system. So her close friends are trying to get custody of her kids right now, at least temporary custody. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, only other thing I have to say is um, what reality are we living in with all these Brian's? <laughs> Brian Laundry, Brian Koberger, Brian Walsh. Oh, never name your kid. Never Brian. trust a Brian. Brian, and just when we thought Brian Koberger was the dumbest criminal, Brian Walsh turns out he's the dumbest criminal. <sighs> You are, and that's how you know how you narcissists have, they are. You're, you are over here. You have an ankle bracelet on. And you're going around all these places mm-hmm. being tracked. And then you go to Home Depot and you buy all this $450 worth of stuff. Cleaning. Clearly. And then you drive to your mom. Oh, you get lost. And then yeah. you're getting handcuffed and you're smiling as you're coming out. And then you're dusty as hell with that nasty hair and that face and that gut. And you're gross. Um. And I think that they have gotten so far with their words and convinced people and manipulated people that they just think that they can get 
get out of this too. I think even I heard that her mom, like a, a like a week before all this, she had texted her mom, begged her to come, to telling her to come. And then the mom was like, oh, I'll come next week. But the mom didn't, I don't know. The mom was like, oh, like they live in Belarus another country. Or something. Or, yeah. or they're from another country. Yeah. Bulgaria. Something with a B. Um, <laughs> it's probably she like She couldn't Serbia. just get up and come. She just, she was like, I can't. Yeah. Like, I got to get my medicines. I got to do all this stuff. I can't come tomorrow. But maybe whatever. I so, just want to know what. How and did also this the night, New Year's Eve night, right? She had called her mom twice. She had called her sister. She had called a bunch of people, and nobody answered the phone. Yeah. So now everybody's just wondering, like, what was why? happening? Like, yeah. what happened all of a sudden? And friends kind of like, like we knew he was like, well, some some that I've read, they were like, we didn't notice anything. But yeah, if he's a sociopath. He clearly noticed something. Mm-hmm. But then again, if it was like. A dirty chat situation. Some people will distance themselves mm-hmm. from that situation because they know how he is. They yeah. don't want to be around him. But they, they're they just, it's almost like they're like, oh, we're just waiting for him to finally snap. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, and then just to end, the six-year-old boy from Virginia who shot his 25-year-old teacher. On purpose. Uh, like... Not on accident. Before we even go here, what? Who do you blame for this? Um, parents. Yep. And that's who's being gl- blamed. So, well, Richneck s- Elementary School, mm-hmm, Virginia, mm-hmm. and little like six years old, your kinder to f- your first grade. Did it say? Let me no. Let me give you. Can when should I give you the argument right now? Let me tell the story. Tell the story, we'll, and then yes. we'll give you the argument. Okay. So there was an or the argument with the teacher and the kid. No, no, no. Oh. I I talked to somebody about this, and they were upset because somebody else said it's the parents' fault, and they're like, "Don't go blaming the parents." Okay, let me tell the story. Yeah. Okay, so a six-year-old boy shot his teacher at a Richneck Elementary School in Virginia. Okay, so. There was an argument, back and forth argument with teacher and little six-year-old boy. How do you argue with the six-year-old boy? But these kids are on another level. Yeah. And he goes and he pulls out a gun and he fires one shot at his teacher. Her name is Abby Zwerner. It went through her hand, so it's like she had her hand up to block it and it went through her chest. She had life-threatening wounds, but they ended up saving her, and she's right now in stable condition. She, but, okay, so she was shot. She made sure that she evacuated the rest of the kids out of the class, made sure they're safe. The school was put on lockdown. When the police came, they detained the six-year-old boy. Now, and there's really, there's not a lot about this. But because Virginia state law mandates that weapons must be secured and locked if you have children in the house under 14 years old, Mm -hmm. then parents could face charges because they agreed to have a gun. And when you agree to have a gun, you agree to keep the laws that surround that gun. Do you know what, is there a difference from how it is? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't yeah. know anything yeah, yeah, about yeah. guns. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't um, either, but yes, you're stating, I do you're stating think, the facts. I do think that we see it on the news all the time. A kid, a teenager, a whoever finds a gun and shoots it. Accidentally. Accidentally. But this kid did take that shit to school. <laughs> Purpose. So... This was somewhere and the, where even he knew I watched, where to go find it. I watched the press conference, and they specifically said he did it on purpose. Yeah, but he's currently in a mental a medical facility, but he will likely not face charges. What do you do with a six year old kid? I, I don't know. I I don't. I it listen because. Okay, no, I have a friend who okay. was upset about people blaming the parents. Okay. I think that you're six. You ha- how are you having access to this gun? You barely know cause and effect. So my friend said, because we don't know all the details, we don't know if the gun was locked up and if the kid knew how to get the gun. I do think it's the parents. The parents are partially responsible, but until we have full details of how the kid got the gun, I don't think that the parent should be prosecuted until we know the details. I don't see an argument of not the parent. Like you're six. Yeah. You don't know the difference between it being. He a didn't video go game buy the play. gun. He didn't go buy the gun. No. And to me, and and when you have a home and you have a gun, then you take that whole responsibility of that gun, especially if you have kids. So if you keep it in a drawer that your kid can get into, that's irresponsible. If you keep it locked in a safe, that's to me is being responsible. I like, agree. Uh, so put this it has in a to safe a that you have to have your own like fingerprint to unlock it or whatever. And even I picture maybe these are parents that would – Bring out the gun and show it off and cock it. You know what I mean? Like, I hate people that, to me, people, men who flash guns got little penises. It's like the men with the humongous muscles, you're overcompensating. Oh, yeah. Or like the big jacked up ass truck with the big old wheels, you got a little penis. Oh, you def- they definitely. I'm not a penis. totally against guns, but there's no reason to flash it. There's a purpose for it. You're either going to go hunting with it or you're going to take it out when you need it. Like, why flash it? Yeah. It's because it's bigger than your penis. So you rather for people to see that than your penis. Facts. But it still comes with responsibility. And it sucks that this was a six year old boy. If I was a parent, I would take full responsibility because I fucked up. I thought it was cool to have a gun, but I wasn't responsible with it. And look what my child did. And luckily nobody died. Luckily, because apparently he wasn't like stopping. Stopping what? Like, I think somebody had to go and like get it from him because he wasn't going to stop shooting it or something. No, it was just one shot and it was dead. Like the shots, supposedly the shot scared him. One shot, done. She was hit. She let everybody out of the classroom, but there wasn't a threat well, afterwards. It wasn't multiple shots. Yeah, okay, so yeah. it scared him. So then, okay, that's... Oh. I, but that's I know, what I'm saying. I, you I'm don't just, really realize cause and effect, really. No, no, Like he no, knew he was no, mad no. and he probably wanted to, boom, shoot her, but he, did he realize... 
what shooting her would actually do? Or is it like the video game he might play or what he might see on TV? Like, nobody really dies. Oh, In the context that he sees he's guns. Six. Yeah. Woo, that was a lot. Did they just get a full episode? You're welcome. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, <laughs> go on and rate, review, and subscribe to Bloody Happy Hour Podcast and send it to 14 friends. Do you have 14 friends? Oh, uh, I, I think I have seven. 17. Okay. So I'm actually pretty popular. Okay. So send it to all your friends, and we will see y'all Thursday for a full episode. Where are we going, Caroline? We are going to Alaska. What? We've never been there. I know. It's cold. All right. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye. Find the killer. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.